0: Video has havere video has video has havere video has video video has video yo video video has havere video video has havere yo has has havere video has Hustle. has has what's going on everybody i'm brent and this is the home video hustle where we hustle motherfucking hustle and we doing it proper once again folks I got the movies. I've been telling you, we're going to go back to Patreon. If you heard the Creed 2 episode, you know it's been kind of busy for your mans. But I told you in that episode, and I wasn't bullshitting you, I'm going to do a normal episode for you. And guess what? We doing it. Because it's a double feature for your boy a little bit. Because it's a Patreon pick, and I've been needing to get those out. So we doing that. But at the same time, somebody actually picked a movie that I own here at the house that has been in the two watch pile for a while now. So let's kill two birds with one stone because episode 294, we talking about Freeway, not the rapper, the movie from 1996 hour and 44 minutes long because I have the vinegar syndrome 4K, which apparently is two minutes longer because it has a what did they say was it was cut for I guess there was some a couple shots, extra shots of violence. And some, uh, I guess, some lines that got cut for being too risque at the time, I guess, in 1996. That shit got put in. So it was only two minutes longer. And I don't really, I don't know what the cuts were. I didn't even bother to look that shit up to see exactly what was added back in. But I don't know what the fuck they could have said was too extreme compared to everything else in this goddamn movie. Maybe one thing, maybe one shot that I know for sure, maybe be like, okay, yeah, y'all got to trim that down. Maybe two even. We'll talk about it. But Freeway came out in 1996 cost $3 million and made $295,493. That sounds to me like a bomb, biggity bomb, biggity bomb, 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 bomb. But it also could be one of the ones that just didn't get wide release because I had never fucking heard of this movie. It's funny because when she gave it to me, I remember looking at it and I was like, oh yeah, I ain't never heard of that. And I swear it was the next fucking months. Oh, I'm sorry, before I even say all that. Shout out to Dree. This is Dree's Patreon pick. This is Patreon pick number 37. Shout out to Dree. Thank you for this. And I was gonna say when you sent me this movie, I had never heard of it. But then I swear it was like maybe, if not that next month's package I got, it was the month after that. But it was very soon after you gave it to me. I was like, I never heard of this shit. And then I got a fucking thing for vinegar syndrome saying I'm about to get a 4K of it. And I was like, oh, well, oh, that worked out perfectly. It has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDB. And actually, this I don't know if this has ever happened before, but hey, if it had, I mean somebody, Mike Badford will probably tell me because he remembers everything about the podcast, it seems like. But This movie actually got the same score from the critics and the audience. And that's rather surprising to me. They both liked it a good deal. It got 76% from both. And it's written and directed by Matthew Bright and starring quite a few people, actually. Kiefer Sutherland, Reese Witherspoon, Wolfgang Battison, Dan Hedaya, Amanda Plummer, Brooke Shields, Michael T. Weiss, Bokeem Woodby, Brittany Murphy, and a lot of character actors actors that you'll recognize. Those were just a lot of the big names. Now, when I started to do a lot, because I, I don't like to research too much about these movies that we do on the show because I like to go in, you know, not knowing shit when it's a movie I've never seen before. But it was a vinegar syndrome thing. And I always read like the descriptions of shit when they send me because I will just go ahead and tell you nine times out of 10. I don't know what the fuck they're the movies they are putting out. And I, I don't have the description, the description. I don't have the subscription this year because I'm planning on moving. So I got to save some money. And to be quite honest with you. I love Vinegar Syndrome. I love what they do. I love what they they preserve. Movies that nobody gives a fuck about. But then, on the other hand, you also, after seeing a lot of them, you realize there's a reason why nobody gives a fuck about a lot of these movies. I would say, percentage-wise, the hit ratio, I like probably like 35 to 40% of the movies I got in that year, or two years, a year and a half, whatever it was that I did. I mean, there are some good shits in there, but for the most part, it's a lot of movies i probably never watch again. It's just... Nice to have in the collection as curios. Maybe I'll pull them out just for podcast purposes one day. I'll rewatch them again. For the most part, those movies are fucking bad. And 9 times out of 10, are also on Tubi. So well, now I just look at it as well. I'll check it out on Tubi. And if I like it, maybe I'll buy it. Because not only did they put this out on 4K, Freeway 2 is also on 4K from Vinegar Syndrome. And we'll talk about the end if I feel like checking that one out or not. But first, what I read about this movie that made me slightly interested in it a little bit more than not at all because I never heard of it was that I saw this described as a white trash retelling of Little Red Riding Hood. And that is probably exactly what the fuck... That's probably the best explanation for this movie. I don't even need to talk about it. That just fully explains the movie right there. Of course, there's little twist turns here and all that. But the basic storyline, premise of it is exactly that. Little Red Riding Hood as told by the Jerry Springer show. Like, I know there's a lot of white folks that look at, like, a lot of the black stereotypes. And you picture the hood, you picture dudes with... You know, their ass hanging out and the guns and shooting each other and selling drugs and all that type of shit. Stereotypes are bad. But on the flip side, I would admit that as a youngin, when I because I, I didn't grow up around a lot of white folks. So when I thought about that type of white person, because, you know, of course, you know, it's all just, you know, the preppy rich ones. But when you thought about the, the lower class white folks, this is pretty much exactly what I pictured in my mind as a youngin when I thought about it. You know, living in trailers or motel rooms, like smoking meth or smoking crack. You know, prostituting and shit like that. You know, fucking like incest, fucking their own kids and shit like that. This is exactly what we pictured in the hood when we heard certain things growing up. So it was kind of funny to see it play out in this movie because in 1996, this is probably exactly what I've been picturing. <laughs> well, maybe I was five, but you get what I'm saying, though. Like this movie plays on a lot of stereotypes right from the jump. But it opens up with the little cartoon animated title showing you know the wolf chasing after all the different. You know, it's not just Little Red Riding Hood. a bunch of like scantily clad women, I guess you might call it. You know, they're showing a lot of cheeks and titties and all. They need chasing after them. But fuck all that. Introduce Therese Reese Witherspoon, main character in the movie. Her name is Vanessa. And you learn right off the gate that she's not that smart because she's in class and the teacher is, I guess, on some Dangerous Minds type shit. She's teaching a bunch of, you know, kids. But these ones, I guess, are just dumbasses because they can't... Well, let me not call them dumbasses. That's mean. She's trying. But there's a sentence on the board that just says, the cat drinks milk. And she's struggling to read that sentence. She's like, the... Yeah. And then she says And then the teacher Just looks at her like Meow And she's like The cat And it's like yeah And when she finally Reads the whole sentence Bokeem Woodbine Is her boyfriend They they celebrate by Getting their make out On in the classroom And hey, now Bokeem's name is uh, Chopper you introduced To Vanessa's family After that And Amanda Plummer Plays her mom And she out there Hooking Out there trying to Slang some pussy Apparently nobody wants it Because she's got No takers Vanessa just goes inside And then goes I think yeah, it was her stepdad Dude named Larry sitting there watching the TV, and there's a news report talking about the I-5 killer, the Big Bad Wolf in our case, out there killing women on the highway, you know, get it? Or free, I should say the freeway, not the highway, it's the, the freeway. Let me get it right. You know, during the news report, your boy Larry starts smoking on some rocks, and he tries to get handsy with Vanessa, and Vanessa shuts that shit the fuck down. Wow, that's going on my mouth, i getting arrested. Like, she thought she pulled a little job. Like, I knew immediately, like, of course, these, the people are not portrayed to be that smart. But when the dude tried to pick her up for some coach. The way he acted, I'm like, oh, this is a cop. This is easily a cop. Like, I've seen the Mac. I know how this shit works. That's a cop. And wouldn't you know, there's a fucking cop. She didn't know, but now she know. So she's getting arrested. They go into the house or the motel room, because they're staying in the motel room. They go in there to go check on the daughter. Larry's all up on top of her looking like he about to do something real fucked up. And they pull him off. And then he gets arrested, too. And they're about to send Vanessa to uh, foster care. And it's actually the foster, or the child's, uh, what is that shit called? Not child support, fuck. The CPS, Child Protective Service, that person. It comes in there to take her to a foster home. And it's actually the, um, the maid from Two and a Half Minutes, that actress. Don't know her name. But uh, Vanessa ends up locking her or chaining her to the bed. And she escapes, steals her car. And she's even carrying a fucking basket like Little Red Riding Hood. But I think it was full of beer. Because at one point, I think she, like, in the next scene, I think she pulls out a beer to get a bulking Woodbine. And, of course, it's beer, branded beer. It looked like Budweiser, but they, like, relabeled it beer, I think. But we find out the whole point of the movie, though. She does talk to the, uh, what do you call it? Her name was Mrs. Sheets, the child protective officer. She tells Mrs. Sheets that, you know, I actually do have a family member around here. that Instead of going to a foster home, I can go see my grandma. She's like, why don't you never tell me about grandma? She's like, well, she don't know about me. But she going to, though, because we family. And she's over in Stockton. And so she's like, that's where I'm headed. That's the goal of the whole movie is just to get to Stockton to go see grandma. So she snuck away with the basket. She tries to go pick up Chopper, but Bo Keem is like, yeah, I got a a court hearing in a week. And if I don't go, they're going to lock me under the motherfucking jail so I can't go. But I ain't got no money, but I can give you this gun, take this gun with you, and you can go sell that shit make you some bread on the side. And they smooch and everything, and then she drives off upset, but she go on her way to the journey. And then I knew this was going—I knew it was coming— because, and I did laugh at this one, Chopper, before she pulls up, she he's yelling at some dudes and he's like, yo, go get me some motherfucking Doritos, then bitch, or something to that effect. And when she's driving away, she's like looking in the rearview mirror and you kind of see Chopper just standing there. And I was waiting the whole time for it to just see like his head. Like I was, she was looking in the rear view mirror and I thought the moment that she looked away, like decided his fucking head was just going to explode and he would just fall over. Because the, the movie has like that kind of dark humor going on if you can't tell by what I'm telling you yet. Yeah. But I was, I, was, I was half right. He didn't die that way but he does get killed right after she leaves because keep in mind I just told you he gave her that gun. The dudes that he was talking shit to they roll back up in the car and they like what's up motherfucker and they shoot him and the whole time he's like I think he was trying to like dodge the bullets and he's reaching in his pocket but then he realized you can still look on his face like oh shit I just gave away my fucking gun and they shoot a bunch of bullets but look like he only got hit with one but that one hit him right in his motherfucking heart so you know mission accomplished he falls over and dies and she doesn't even know that her fiance, as we find out later, is on the uh, corner dead as fuck. So that's the end for Bo Kim. It was nice seeing you, brother. Over on the freeway, immediate engine problems. It looked like it must stole a fucking hoop there. Maybe she just ain't driving because I think she's only supposed to be 15. I think they say at one point she's 15 years old, so she probably don't know how to drive. I don't know if she fucked it up or not, but that engine overheated. And that homeboy, Kiefer Sutherland, comes to offer a ride. His name is Bob. And he's going to be your bad guy, folks. Spoilers. He's the big bad wolf. And honestly, at this point, I don't want to spoil too much of my review. But I will say it's very talky at this point. It's a lot of character development. And this ha- this part of the movie will live and die on if you give a fuck about these characters. And mainly if you give a fuck about Vanessa. If it interests you. Because, I mean, I ain't never seen this movie, but I'm pretty sure Keeper Sutherland is a fucking bad guy. It's not hard to figure out. He's the other big name in the movie and he's on the fucking cover. So he must be the Big Bad Wolf, right? So they're talking and he's like, oh, you know, I'm some kind of psychology teacher. Dude, I work with kids or some shit like that because she finds a book. So he starts kind of prying into her, you know, getting into her head, asking a bunch of questions. But it kind of because they go out to dinner and everything and then it escalates after dinner. He starts asking real intrusive questions, mainly about her getting molested by stepdad. And he's like, oh, you know. When your stepdad got erect, you know, how did it make you feel? That type of thing. And then I, I think the thing that really sets it off, though, is when he's like, hey, uh, when, your, when your stepdad ejaculated into your mouth, did it make you feel like a, a human urine or a human toilet or a human waste receptacle? Some shit like that. I forget how you worded it. And, of course, she gets upset by that. But then he tells him, like, no, 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 this is the psych test. This test is going to make you emotional. And that's what we're trying to do. She was like, so tell me, say it out loud, that you felt like a human toilet or a human urine whatever. And she says it out loud. And then he, no, the thing that really says, that set it off, but the thing that really gets her is that he's like, yo, uh, did he or try to fuck you up the ass? And he's like, did you like it or something like that? And that's when she goes, ape shit. She's like, all right, fuck you, pull the car over, we done talking now. And uh, this is where he shows the bad side because then he punches the shit out of her. And because she pulls the, that's right, she pulls the keys out of the car while it's on, and throws them on the floor or something. And she can't get out because there's no door handle on the inside. You find out he is the I 95 killer. I'm sorry, not I-95, that's here in Columbus. The I-5 killer. So she's stuck in a car now, beating on her and everything. And she's like, of course, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you killing all these people? He's like, you know, I've reached my limits with people like you. These base heads and these whores and these, you know, dumbasses. I'm sick of all you motherfuckers and I'm here to take all you motherfuckers out. But seemingly only women So He doesn't say specifically women, but I'm pretty sure... The news report said that it was only younger women, younger women even too that got killed. Never younger, I mean, never older ones. It's always like teenagers and shit. You'll find out the answer to that way later in the movie why it's specifically that you know age group, but that's his reasoning. And I forget, I don't remember what I forget what the fuck he's about to do here. He tells her to take her pants down, so that's of course not good. You know, nothing good is coming of that. And she ends up tricking him because she said, "Oh, what is she? How did she trick him?" She says something about. Something in the back seat or some shit, maybe it was some I don't know. She did something where she was able to trick this motherfucker and pull a gun out on him. She got the gun up to his head and she started. Of course, she talking mash. I did like she just starts all kind of shit to him and make him start crying because you know he think he' about to die. He got a gun up to his fucking head. She's like that shit was nice. You Why do you get off of talking to me like that? You know this type of thing because Vanessa's played to be like. I mean, she is fifteen, so she's a kid, but it's played to be like there's an innocence there. There's no. Like, why you get off talking to me like that? How you going to talk to you? i kill all these girls the way you do. You know, that type of thing. She's talking shit to him, but at the same time trying to get answers from him and everything. He's sitting there legitimately crying. And he's like, oh, you know, I wasn't going to do that. I was just trying to scare you. You know, I, 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 I feel myself ready to open up and tell you about what's really going on. All this time, he's like trying to talk his way out of it. She hasn't pulled over to the side of the road, though. And I, surprisingly, I didn't expect this. What I thought was going to happen was that, you know, the Big Bad Wolf thing, she was going to get away or, like, let him live in the whole movie. I thought the whole rest of this movie was going to be like a freeway chase because, again, it's called fucking freeway. So I thought she was going to, like, get away or maybe Hitcher. Basically, what I thought this movie was going to be was the motherfucking Hitcher, if you've ever seen the Hitcher movie, where I thought it was going to be, like, some big freeway chase since the title of the movie was fucking freeway. And I thought it would end at the grandma's house, kind of like, you know, the Hitcher ended or ended into that. But that's not at all what happens. Because she in a weird fucking position. I don't, again, she's fifteen and I guess has no real experience with this shit. But she puts the gun like I don't it, it's it's up against his neck from and she's from the side. But it looked like it was kind of further back. It wasn't like right, it wasn't it didn't seemingly look in the middle, like where the juggler and shit is at. It looked like it was pushed a little bit further back. <sighs> this is a okay, here's an example for like very, very small set of people. In Punisher Warzone, in the scene where Looney Ben Jim, like Breaks the little wine glass and sticks it through the dude's neck in the front. And it had it. Was, it kind of went in one side out the other, but it was like that little pouch or something. It's hard to explain you that. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But basically, instead of the front, it looked like she did that backwards. So it looked like it kind of went in and out, but not like super deep is what I'm trying to say. Maybe it hit the spine or something, knowing what we know later. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it went deeper because his mouth is all fucked up too. I don't know, but just know she, pushed, she shot him in the motherfucking neck but he's not dead she thought he was dead but then he gets back out of the car and he's like oh my god it was was funny because she asked before she shot she's like do you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior he's like yes yes i do and then she smoked his ass i did laugh at that but then he got the car and he's like walking around and he sees her like he's trying to walk away i guess maybe he thought she didn't see him walking but she comes up behind him he's like oh god no or something like not like this again i did laugh at that too and then she hits him in the back i think with like five shots and she's just shooting, like, not really just, like, pointing at the head. Just, like, any, anywhere in the body, shooting his back up. I think, I think for sure. I, heard, I thought I heard five shots. Maybe two missed. Maybe one hit him in the head, and I just couldn't tell. But three for sure hit him in the back. But I'm thinking one might have had to hit him in the back of the head or something for what happens later. But, yeah, he fucked up. So she actually uh goes off and uh, take, she takes his money. I think she took, like, $300 all his wallet. And she goes to a restaurant to go get some food and she's like still all bloody and everything so everybody's looking like yo what the fuck and she's like oh i must look like a mess y'all got a washroom she goes in there and washes up and she ends up coming back outside and of course they caught the cops so she gets arrested and while that's going on bob is not dead you find out for because from a pov perspective you see him like stumbling and you know his eye vision is all blurry and everything and he ends up signing himself into a hospital before he like falls over onto the floor so she got arrested V's wife is Brooke Shields in the movie I, I mean not V's but I'm sorry uh, Bob's wife is Brooke Shields in the movie and, uh, she's down there pissed of course because her husband is all fucked up she's not knowing him he's the killer and everything and the, there's two cops that come up and they're like hey is this the girl that shot you and it's like this goofy ass picture of Vanessa and uh, he's like yes yes that's her that's her so he got positive ID so her ass is definitely gonna stay in jail now and the wife is like yo I want her ass I don't give a fuck how young she is she 15 I want her ass prosecuted I want that motherfucker under the jail Try her as a motherfucking adult so they're in the interrogation room talking to her asking her a bunch of questions and admittedly she's telling the truth about everything she's very blunt with it she's like motherfucker he tried to do this and i smoked his ass and he's like oh did he ever admit that he was the killer and she was like not really but when i brought it up to him he was smiling on smirking all hard and everything and so the it's like it's a white cop and a black cop the black cop is i guess is doing the bad cop routines he's talking all kind of shit to her like Trying to get a rise out of her on purpose, you know, asking if she called her a whore in so many words. And she gets pissed and starts calling him the N-word. She drops that nigga on him. And he was like, well, what? And then to add insult to injury, not only does she call him that N-word, calls him a and all kind of shit. Then she beats his ass. She beats him with a chair and knocks him, well, not knock him out, but she knocked his ass to the floor. And uh, the, the other, the white cop was like, yo, why would you calling him things? She's like, because I knew he wouldn't like it. And I don't like being called a whore. Cause that that they dropped that n word several times. Cause uh, her mom at one point says in the beginning when she was trying to get them uh some trying to get some uh, hooking going on, one of the dudes that uh, tried to holler at her pulled over was a black dude and then he pulled off and she was like you fucking nigger, or something like that. So yeah, they dropped that word a lot in this movie. If that bothers you, I'm just so used. To, I I didn't like I wasn't shocked. Just to put it that way, with the type of characters we dealing with, I was not shocked at all. So it was just kind of like uh okay, <laughs> didn't surprise me. And I did laugh at this, too, because they're in the courtroom. And uh, Bob comes in there, and he's all fucked up, man. Like, his, uh, well, I guess I'm trying to picture it now. I guess that would be, like, to him, that would be his right side of his mouth. It's like, I guess it must have been, like, some bad nerve damage or something, because his upper lip goes up super fucking high. He got almost, like, the Billy Idol lip popping or something. And he got the head brace with the screws going in. And, like, one of his eyes is, like, all puffed down. He looks fucked up. And it made me laugh because V just immediately starts laughing her ass off. And she's talking mad shit to him in front of everybody. Wifey looking pissed. The judge comes out pissed off and everything and sends her ass straight to jail after that. And she will be tried as an adult, too. So she's kind of fucked. In jail, she links up with a homegirl named Rhonda, played by Brittany Murphy. Her face all cut up and shit. At first, I thought with her face being all cut up, she was going to be the antagonist for your girl. But it actually ends up being, uh, what was her name? I wrote it down. Mesquita? Mesquita? I don't know how you pronounce it. Mesquita. I'm going to say that. A little Latino chicky. And she comes up. And before she can even say anything threatening to V, she just beats the fuck out of her. Like beats blood out of her ass and gets put in solitary confinement. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Didn't expect that. She put in solitary for a little while. Eventually she get let out, though, because the warden. It's kinda of playing it. She's playing it super weird. She's like like Mr. Rogers of Prison Wardens, the female warden is. Cause she's like, Oh, are you ready to come back out and join a society now? But she the way she says it. Because every, like every time she does something, like even when she beat up old girls she's kinda of getting Oh, you girls, that type of thing. I'm just like, Why is she playing it's weird that she played it that way? It's goofy like most shit in this movie. But she gets let back out and they got Bob and his wife are on TV and they're interviewing them talking about, you know, their heroes for Trying this girl because, you know, the dude, dude is like, you know, fuck the fact that they kids. They did super heinous ass crimes and they need to be in trouble for that shit. They can't keep getting off on this or they'll keep doing it, you know. So we need to start trying them as adults. And so they're using them as the poster kids for that type of shit. And they're like, oh, you're heroes and everything. And V and all of the girl in there just laughing and shit. But um, while she was in solitary, though, I think V was actually, she created like a little shiv or something. She had like a toothbrush and she put like plastic around it and burned it. And I was thinking more than anything, I'm like, how is, Why does she have a lighter in solitary confinement? But this is not shit you're supposed to be thinking about in this movie. But unless I don't know, I've never been in jail. Maybe they let you carry lines, niggas do smoke. But I don't know. But whatever, she used that because she said she learned it from Larry, the stepfather, about how to make that shit and everything. She's telling uh, what's her name, Rhonda, about it, Brittany Murphy. And you can tell Brittany Murphy getting turned on by it because she says earlier in the scene like she likes girls. She's like, I don't. She's like, I don't know why people don't like girls. It's crazy. And you don't know what you're missing out on. And I think, you know, hearing her talk about escaping and making the shit and everything, I guess, made her horny because she goes up and starts trying to kiss all up on uh, Vanessa. She's like, look, I'll make out with you, but ain't going to mean no fucking. But before she could really make out with her, like she wants to, the cops come and shut that shit down. I was laughed at this, too, because I had never fucking heard this fiery phrase before. But the cops are still doing a little bit of investigating on this crime. So they're talking to some of Vanessa's friends. Or mainly one in particular, actually, one that I guess was turning tricks with her at some point. Because at some point, even though they're underage, they was out there hooking. And they're asking her a bunch of questions and everything about this. And they're like, oh, you know, we were just going to give hand jobs. We wasn't fucking that type of thing. And the dude in the black cop is just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, motherfucker. And then, so then when the girl stands up to leave, there's very, like, blatantly a shot of, like, her, what it was that? The camel toe she got, yeah, because she got on some, like, tight booty shorts, and the camel toe, and the cop kind of looks away, like, what the fuck? And, she, and then you find out that she has like a bad leg And she got like a knee brace on and a cane And she like hobbles off So I guess the joke that you know She girl with a bad leg out there hooking But she on her way out she mentioned something about Chopper And she's like you know She's probably going crazy right now without Chopper And the, I guess they didn't know But like who her boyfriend or her fiance was That she keeps calling him And your black dude looks over there And he's like oh shit She's a coal burner I had never fucking heard that phrase before I never heard somebody called a coal burner before I gotta look this up on Urban Dictionary now I got to see if that's in there. What the fuck was that word? Dick pigging? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is this? When a person really, oh, I'm sorry, when a person slash people really want the D, so they give compliments, etc. Flirting. Similar to when a person walks by a group of men and women say, you look good, shorty. I like your outfit. Can I get your number? So, ladies, next time you're out somewhere and the guy's like, like trying to flirt with you and you don't like it, tell them to stop dick pigging. I've never heard that phrase before. Just like I've never heard coal burner before. Let's look at that. Up. You almost threw me off my shit. Coal burner. White girls that only fuck black guys. Derived from a locomotive engine. She has to have black coal showing into her constantly to keep her hot. Oh, shit. Never heard that. What's this one? A rich blonde yuppie who only goes to clubs that play black music so she can find a perfect brother to piss her dad off with. I learned new terminology today. The more you know, baby. <laughs> But knowing this, because like I said, she called him a nigga and all that in the other scene, but then she's like, wait, he she fucks black guys. So he's like, something about this triggers a light bulb in him. He's like, I got to go back to the crime scene. But he goes alone. He doesn't take the other homie with him. And he finds uh, the, because Bob, when he was threatening her, he had the razor blade and he cut, she had her hair tied up. He cut like a, the whole tail of her hair off. And when they got out the car, when they were squabbling, she, he knocked it out the car. And that piece of hair is still there. And she said earlier in the interrogation room that, Something about him cutting her hair off when he was threatening her. So he sees that hair and he's like, oh, shit, she might have been telling the truth. So at this point now, the cops are actually trying to help Vanessa. They're like, OK, we got to find her. Because as this goes on, she's plotting an escape. The nice Warden and one of her deputies take the girls there at a gas station and they're going into the bathroom. She's standing outside of there. And uh, Mesquita, the girlie that she got into a fight with, and like basically, he's like, hey, look, I want to roll two. Two heads are better than one, you know. I was just trying to get some coochie, but I only do that shit in prison. So we outside now. I gotta get back to my man's. I gotta get back to my crew. So let me roll with you. And they combine forces. They they get the warden, pull her ass in there, and girly he threatens her with the knife and everything. I I don't did they I, they I, I might mean, have punched her or something or knocked her out, but I just know my ski that like when they when she goes back in there to grab her, she's stomping the shit out of her. Like I don't think she died because it looked like she was moving, but they beat the fuck out of her. And the deputy ended up getting slashed. Like she took the razor blade and cut basically from, oh, let me see, I'm trying to like the left side of his lower stomach all the way up to the right side of his chest. It's like a big ass crescent almost. And he falls to the ground. He's like, "You didn't have to kill me." And she's like, "I didn't kill you, motherfucker. But if you don't give me the keys, I'm gonna cut off your pecker next." And it was, and I don't know if he died or not, but that shit did make me laugh. Now like, you didn't have to kill me. But yeah, they escaped. And girly goes off to hang with her crew. She gives Vanessa a gun, some clothes, and about I forget how much money. I think like 20 bucks or some shit like that. And sends her on her way. But like I was saying, now the cops, they know something's up. So they go over to uh, Bob's house. And the wife, he's at physical therapy, I think they said, but his wife is there. And she's like, yo, we got a search warrant. And she's like, yo, this is some bullshit, bro. Fuck y'all. I ain't helping y'all do nothing. And the, the black cop's looking around. He's like, yo, it's a shed out in the back. He's like, you wouldn't have the keys of that, would you? and she's like fuck you and he's like yeah i thought not take the bolt cutters to that shit like resident evil and what falls out the shed a lot a lot of child pornography magazines which was crazy cuz it wasn't just pictures it was fucking magazines <laughs> i don't know where he got those from some dark web shit or something but they don't i don't remember seeing it cuz i know they very specifically focus on it cuz they said oh I, it said, like, young naked girls or young girls. It's very big letter said young girls on it. But the cop comes back and says, there's some remains in there. We don't know if they're human or animal. So that, But I don't remember seeing that, though. So he got body parts and child pornography in his motherfucking garage or shed, or whatever. And the wife can't handle this shit. Brooke Shields runs upstairs and put, eats a fucking bullet, puts it right through her dome. And I thought maybe that might be one of the shots because they don't show her, blow her, do cranium off. But they showed a shot of her like up against the bathtub with like brains and shit behind her. So I don't know if that was one of the shots. Because it kind of looked like it was the, because you, a lot of times you could tell. Now, I just recently watched my RoboCop Arrow video director's cut Blu-ray. And you can always tell when they added shit in that wasn't, that had got cut cut out. Because the quality of the video changes sometimes ever so slightly or sometimes drastically. This one was ever so slightly. It looked like the video tinge changed just a little bit. Like the lighting was different. So I wonder if that was an added in scene. So wifey dead, and then Bob is coming to the crib and he sees all the cop cars and he turns around like nope. Turns the other way. So I'm pretty sure at this point he he figures that she told or they know or something. But from when he was Vanessa uh, was telling him about where she was headed and everything, he actually she actually had a picture of her grandma, and the grandma conveniently had her address on the back. So we'll come back to that later. But for now, Vanessa ends up out, she's out there hooking or seemingly hooking out there trying to get a trick. But when she finally does find a nerd, he looked like fucking Michael Douglas from Falling Down. That's who it looked like picked her up. And he's like, hey, can you can you suck cock? And of course, you know, we had that whole conversation about how she was traumatized by her stepdad making her suck dick and nothing in her mouth. So she kind of hesitates. She was like, sure, yeah. And so uh, when he would pull into an alley, he's like, is 25 bucks good enough? She's like, that works for me. And he goes to pull his shmeat out. She pulls a chopper on him and was like, "Yo, give me all your motherfucking money right now, son!" And he reaches in the back and grabs his wallet. And the whole time he only had five bucks, so I guess he's gonna either bust a nut and bail, or I don't know what he planned on doing. But he only had five dollars, so he tries to escape after using he her money. She says, "Fuck no!" Makes him pull his pants down, throws his ass in the trunk, and she goes off to see grandma. And like the little you know wolf story and everything. She gets to the house grandma's in bed but it's very obviously bob in the grandma's clothes under the bed and he gets up and attacks her and everything and she's like where's my grandma he's like your grandma's over there and i i swear i think this might have to be an added shot too because this shit was great i didn't expect that but when she turns around and sees her grandma her grandma is tied up legs spread all the way out spread equal like a motherfucker, like a pussy out and she's like got her titties out and everything. And grandma got some big ass titties that look, look like. She's basically, um, I don't know, like turkey spread maybe. Like the legs are out. She's tired of the legs are out. Hands are kind of, I think they were kind of outwards too. And she has like a her mouth is a gape and shit. Because she's like, you killed my grandma. He's like, that's not all I did to grandma. Because he made a comment earlier about killing Vanessa and f- having sex with her when she was dead. That's one of the things that pissed her off too. I forgot about that. Then they get into a big ass scuffle. And uh, she ends up actually, for the most part, beating the fuck out of Bob. Bob a bitch. Like, she was whooping his ass, and she, I don't know what she put around his neck. It is 1996. Maybe it was a phone cord or something. But she wraps something around his neck and chokes his ass out right as the cops got there. Because some dude that came in, it looked like Gopher from Deep Cover, came inside the, the little trailer or something. He got shot in the chest because Bob, he's like, hey, I got something. And then Bob just trying and smokes his ass, and he walks out, you know, with his chest bleeding and everything. And the cops, run, like, cops get there right after Vanessa chokes him out and kills him. I thought for, I thought what was going to happen was she's going to choke him out. Maybe he playing dead. And the cops was going to come in there because she goes outside and sits down in like a little lawn chair. And the cops go into investigate and <laughs> they see grandmama ass pussy out everywhere. And I thought maybe Bob's body was going to be gone and either they was going to smoke his ass or he was going to be like behind her outside somehow. And they was going to like shoot him from the doorway or some shit like that. But now Bob is dead. Like, she killed his ass. Like, the wolf is dead as fuck. And, when, and I was laughing because the cops are just like, holy shit. When they see the body of the grandma and they look over at his body and they're just like, holy shit. And they just look around the room and they just go, holy shit. Like they just kept saying it. did made me laugh. But they get back outside and Vanessa just sitting there all bloodied up and everything. And she just looks at him and is like, hey, uh, can I get a cigarette? Cue the end music. And that was Freeway, baby. I got some thoughts about this one, man. That's the movie, but I got it. I think I have some... I don't I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna think about it while I play this promo because uh it's not what I expected in both good and bad ways. Very curious, I don't know, because like I said, I don't even know how I'm gonna rate this shit. I got a number in mind. But let's talk through it and see what happens. Play this promo, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, shout out to y'all. I was drinking a little brew while I was watching the movie, just finished it. It's actually pretty good. It's a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. It's pretty good, I admit, man. I'm not a huge, huge, huge beer drinker. I'm not a huge, huge, huge drinker at all, really, except when PJ's here. But, you know, a little brew every now and again is pretty nice, I will admit. I've been going in, like, different... I've been to a few little brewery restaurants, and I've been drinking, getting my sip on and everything. It's kind of, you know... Accumulating the taste for it. So, I don't know. It's pretty good. Though. Y'all should check it out. But, Freeway. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide. It's It was... It was entertaining, but not the whole runtime. Like, the opening of it was so strange that I was curious where it was going. Like I said, it just has a real goofy, strange tone to it. It's like... It's like M- MTV David Lynch in a way is what it reminds me. It's probably one of the ways I'm trying to explain it. Like if if David Lynch made a TV movie or something for MTV specifically, you know, something like that. If you, if you, if you get what I'm saying, it's like a I don't know, like a, a a Lost Highway or Wild at Heart might be an even better example because that movie was wild too. But but like for the MTV or something like that, even though it has wild shit that you couldn't play on regular TV, but you get what I'm saying, I think, right, it was, it was strange, but very dull in certain parts, surprisingly, in my notes, it goes from, like I said, all the stuff I talked about her and her family and getting arrested and Chopper getting killed and the engine overheating and then Kiefer Sutherland offering her, or Bob offering a ride, but then I save myself a lot of notes because my note just says, Vanessa talks a lot. And that whole section, again, it his character development. But a lot of this I I got from the opening scenes. She just goes on and on and on and on about her family and her history and everything. And it just was really not very interesting, honestly. Like these, these characters weren't very interesting. The situations they were in were, but the characters weren't, if that makes sense. So when this crazy, goofy shit was happening, I was into it. But when they started to delve more into the character study stuff, I just did not care. And I found myself looking at that timer multiple times in that whole section of the movie. Like, when they start, when, you know, he shows the true colors and everything, it kind of picks up for me a little bit after that. But that lull for like, what was it, it had to be like 10, 15 minutes. That 10, 15-minute law really took a lot of the steam out of the movie for me personally. Again, this is just my opinion, folks. But then there are things after that that kind of... You know, it it basically was like, it was like peaks and valleys, you know what I'm saying? Up and down, up and down, up and down like a graph. Because it's like something would happen and then it'd be a lull. Like, because some of the stuff where she was in jail and everything was kind of was like, okay, let's, let's get on with it. Like I said, the movie is an hour and 44 minutes. I say this a lot, but God damn it, it's true a lot of times. Like, you really, if they had cut like 10, 15 minutes out of this, if if it wasn't 144 and it was like even maybe 134 or at best 90 fucking minutes flat perfection would have probably been it. Because there's a lot of stuff that admittedly I personally just didn't care about. Now you may think differently. I also felt like Kiefer Sutherland didn't factor into it like I thought he would. Like he's a poor of course the bad guy, he's the villain, but he kind of disappears for a little while. Or he's rendered like I said, you know, unthreatening. He's becomes a cartoon with the head brace and the the like the teeth shone and the super fucked up jaw and everything. So there's not very much menace for that section of the movie while she's in jail. The whole cause I didn't even know if she's gonna try and escape or not. I didn't know if the if she was gonna get like the cops would get on her side and help her escape and then maybe she had to beef with dude, cause maybe he'd be mad that she got out of him and his wife or something like that. I didn't know where it was going. So that part did interest me. It kept me going with the movie just to see exactly how they were gonna handle this situation. But and maybe this is just me coming into it with too much of an idea of what was gonna happen. Because I'm thinking, like, from everything I read, like, this is going to be super violent. Like, you get the thing at the movie talking about, oh, you know, this two minutes was added because it was just so crazy that the MPAA said we cannot allow this, and the language and terminology and everything. It just, it felt... And this may sound crazy. This felt very fucking tame compared to what I expected. I'm expecting something like natural-born killers or something like that when I hear all this, you know, this hyperbole about everything. But it's very much not that at all. And that's kind of like... What I expect, I expected just some kind of natural Born killers type shit, especially with this being produced by Oliver Fucking Stone, who directed Natural Born Killers. So it just it was a fine movie, a decent time, but it just was a letdown. I expected so much more wild shit. And like I said, the characters just never fully interested me. Like the scenarios were fine, you know, they were fun at times, you know. It just didn't really feel like it felt like it didn't really go anywhere. I don't. I mean, that's not the right way to put it. It just felt like just watching random shit for about an hour and 40 minutes. I don't know how to put it. Just flat out, it just wasn't interesting the whole runtime, And that's why I was deciding between numbers. I'm going to give it a six. Slightly. If I did 5.5s, it would be a 5.5. But Big Daddy Kane told you there ain't no motherfucking half-stepping. We do whole numbers here. Nice whole numbers. And I'm going to give it a six. Because I liked it slightly more than a five. Because like I said, the parts I liked were fun, but the parts that I didn't like dragged. And there were a lot of parts that dragged in this movie, but it's very memorable. Like, there's shit in this movie I will remember. Like, when it, I might not watch it a whole lot, but there will be things that are stuck in my mind. So it left it an impression. But it's, again, it's like, if, I mean, compared to what I normally get for Vinegar Syndrome, like, this is fucking fantastic. You know, like, there's a... With Vinegar Syndrome, there's a lot, if you go to my Letterbox page, there's a lot of one and twos on there, like, or the equivalent would be a half star, one star. There's a lot of those on there because a lot of these movies suck ass. So for this to have a three, this is like top of the fucking crop with <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome movies sometimes. It's like I said, it's not bad. I'm glad to say I watched it now because I love cult movies and weird movies. Like, hey, I was just mentioning David Lynch and Natural Born Killers and shit. So you know, I like weird shit. So I'm glad to have seen it. But it's not like, it won't be one that I can be like, oh man, you got to see Freeway, dog. You got to watch this shit. Crazy, bro. Anyway, it ain't nothing like that. It's just, it's nice to have seen. That's probably the best compliment I'll give it. There is a sequel. And Vinegar Syndrome did also put it out on 4K. I wondered, that was going to be the gauge for how much I like this movie. Because you know I'm a collector. I love collecting movies. Even movies that I end up not liking, I still keep them, just because I I, never know. So I do have them still. All those Vinegar Syndrome movies I didn't like, I still have them. I was like, I wonder if by the end of this, if I feel, because I love having complete sets. So if there's like a sequel on 4K with a similar you know, sleeve and everything, I gotta have it. I like having everything nice and orderly like that. That's just my personality. But I was like, that's the real gauge of this movie is if I watch this and I immediately want to go buy that 4K. And I can say for a fact, I do not want to immediately go and buy that 4 will If it's on Tubi, I will check it out though. I, I This movie was interesting enough and I liked it enough that I would be willing to watch the sequel. And guess what? It's on Tubi and Pluto TV. So at some point, I don't maybe I don't know if I'll do it on here. Or maybe I'll watch it on Tubi and leave a review and then maybe do it later. But for now, there will be a Tubi review at some point. I'm gonna watch it. But I don't know if I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> so Freeway gets a six. Thank you, Dre, for your patronage. And I apologize deeply that it's taking so long to get to this movie. It's just like I said, with PJ Gleave and then you know Cameron and Chris coming in and then me moving it's been a lot going on so I'm like I'm finally getting into the holidays of course the holidays are always like kill Patreon picks real quick so that's why I tell people on Patreon when they, when I ask them for a movie I'm like you know especially depending on what time of year you become a patron if you want a Christmas movie or a black movie or a Halloween movie throw them and you'll get your Patreon pick in sooner but we got a lot of action movies and weird old movies and a couple family pictures which is gonna be fun to do by myself now if I have to do it by myself we'll see But I thank you and I apologize for taking so long. I'm glad you're still a patron. I'm glad you still listen. I'm glad anybody still listens with just me. I'm going to say this is still nerve-wracking to do sometimes. But, hey, I put out the Rockies and they actually got decent downloads. So I'm happy. But even though it is still me, I still got some black history for that ass from the Urban Intellectuals. And this week, I'm going to tell you about the Phoenicians. Hope I said that right. 1500 BCE to 300 BCE. The Phoenicians were part of an ancient civilization of city-states in what is now known, or sorry, what is now called Syria, Syria, God damn it. Syria, Lebanon, and northern Israel. Fuck, man. Migrated from North Africa. The accomplishments of the Phoenicians are great. They created the original alphabet, R-number system, and glass making. So you're welcome, white folks. Phoenicians are also famous for first producing the color purple, hey, and for using it to dye clothes for the royals. Now... I've never seen The Color Purple. Is that why that movie is called The Color Purple? Don't let me know because I got to watch the movie. (laughs) No, not as warriors, but maritime seamen. I'm sorry. I'm a child. I laughed. The Phoenicians grew their empire not by raging war, but by setting up trading posts. Pythagoras, the father of numbers and the great General Hannibal are both famous Phoenicians. Ah, So he's the one that made that theorem. That theorem came from the Black Force, like so many other things in this world that people take for granted. That is why we show love. To the Black History Flashcards. Thank you, Urban Intellectuals. Now you know. And if you didn't know, goddammit, now you know. But it ain't bell be able to vote, baby. I almost fucked myself up with the volume again, but I got it this time. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like I said, I, I don't know when I'm leaving exactly or when I got to start packing shit up. But I'll tell you what, just in case I can't put a video out, let's look at the Patreon list and figure out what we're doing next week together, folks. Let's see. Okay, here's my Patreon list. Let me go ahead and scratch Freeway out because that shit is done now because I'm talking about it right now. Uh, Where are you, Freeway? Yeah, it's at hour 42, so this was definitely longer. It was two minutes longer. So yep. Now, hmm, some of these I don't want to do by myself. So just in case I have to do one by myself, let's look on here. I, I already see one that I kind of want to look at. Damn, that sucks because I know they wanted PJ there for that one. Maybe I'll save that one. If I can actually get PJ, I'll get him to do it with me. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> There's some shit on here. Man. Oh, do I want to do it? Why is that an hour and 51 minutes long? Oh, I don't want to get that out the way. That's almost two hours long. and That's a goddamn kids movie. that oh. <laughs> damn it. You know what? Fuck it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get that out the way because I'm very scared of that one, especially if I'm doing it by myself. Thanks to Ben from the Film Busters podcast. Next week on Home Video Hustle. Next up on HVH. Just in case I can't put the video out. I'm going to watch Harry and the motherfucking Henderson. <laughs> I've never seen it. I know it exists. I, I, I don't know, man. It's almost two hours long. That's going to suck. I might have to recruit somebody. I might have to get at least Cameron. I might have to get somebody with somebody. Maybe I even get, a, a I don't know, somebody over the line or something. I cannot do Harry and the Hendersons alone, bro. I'm sorry. That's, that's, or maybe I can't. I'm a tough guy. I can do that shit. Don't ever say what you can't do, B. But I I don't want to do it. <laughs> I can do it. I want <sighs> Harry and the Hendersons, man. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Maybe it won't be that bad. I mean, I'm pretty sure the bigfoot is a black guy. So you know, I, you know, could it be a black movie? <laughs> so, <I> know. <sighs> if you want to follow the show, you can mainly follow me on Twitter at capital H capital V capital H capital P lowercase podcast hvh podcast on Twitter. Home of the Hustle podcast on Instagram. Home of the Hustle on Facebook. Home with Hustle on YouTube. I know I haven't had a lot of videos coming out, but I really. For one, haven't had a steady lineup of episodes. I also haven't had a lot of extra time between work and packing and looking at apartments and trying to get jobs and looking resumes and all this other crazy shit. So we'll figure something out for you, uh, YouTube. But what else I got? Oh, if you want to be a patron like Dree and have me watch things like Freeway, you can do that at patreon.com slash home video hustle. And like I said before, when they, if you're going to do it around the holidays or if you hear this around the holidays or something, just know that if you give me a holiday movie, you know, in that time frame or whatever the fucking holiday we're in, I'll be able to get it sooner. But to further entice you, I don't have a ton of Patreon picks left. It's like maybe like 12 of them, I think. So if you give me one, it'll probably happen sooner than later. So because if I leave in the summer, I still got months after that to do Patreon before the holidays, baby. So let's get it in. Holla at your boy. $1 tier, $3 tier. What you want to do? $1 tier? Make me watch a movie once. $3 tier, it just goes on and on, and I promise you it will go on and on, because damn it, I will get to these more often. As I said, pro tips though, horror movies, black movies, and Christmas movies, you'll get in a lot, lot faster. So I, I think if you want to watch this freeway, I think this is on Tubi too. Though. I know the second one is now, but I think the first one's there too. It is, because I might as well actually watch this at work, but then I saw it was two minutes shorter, so I was like, no, nah, if I got the 4K, I need to watch that version, and it's got the extra stuff in it. I need to see everything. So that's why I didn't watch it on, so it is on Tubi, if you want to check it out. Next week, I guess I'm going to do Ari and the motherfucking Henderson, so yay for that one. But I guess I just got one more thing left to tell you before I go, and that is that. I'm Brent. Friday, I'll rest of whatever the fuck they listen to this song, like I said, Freeway if you wanna buy it, Virgil Syndrome has it out, if you wanna just watch it first go to Tubi if you heard this and don't wanna watch it at all hey, sorry, hey, I just have to tell you about it though, it's just my opinion man, like I said don't let me sway you, I'm just telling you what I think it has good things about it, it's not the worst thing, I wouldn't say don't watch it but if you don't, like I said, the violence or all the weird shit, that doesn't entice you then yeah, you probably just should But I think there are good things, too. I think it's worth seeing at least once. I've seen it at least once. When I watch it again? I don't know. But I got it, though. Yeah. 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 So come on back next time. It's nice, short, and sweet episodes for you. Not taking up too much of your time. See, I'm being nice to y'all right now. It's under an hour right now. I'm being nice to me, too, because I got to edit this shit. You know how nice it is to edit under an hour? It's beautiful, baby. (laughs) So until next time. Peace we